Okay, well, let's get this web conference underway. Atena Tato Katoa. Ehui Maine Itene Ata. Greetings to all of you who have gathered here this morning. Ko Andrew Toku Ingoa, and uh, I am the Learns Kaiarahi for this field trip called Te Tapa Whenua, Naming the Lands. So just before we get underway, I'll get us started off with a karakia. Unuhia te pō, te pō whirimarama. Tomakia te ao, te ao, whati tangata. Tātai ki runga, tātai ki raro, tātai ahorau. Umi ye, huye, tāki ye. Well, welcome everybody. Great to have you on the web conference this morning. And I'll just start off by introducing our expert, David Higgins from Moiraki. He is a upokorunaka. David, would you like to tell us a bit more about what that what that title means? Tamari Akoto, uh, to all our kura, uh, to Barry and uh, Andrew. Um, good morning, everyone from uh, beautiful Moiraki. And I've just, uh, because we're in Otago, I've just uh, met a special mihi to our, our whanau from Alexander. Um, it's an absolutely stunning day here today. So uh, I hope it's the same up in Canterbury uh, and every other place that we come from. Um, I'm the Upokorunaka, as Andrew has explained, of uh, Moiraki Marae and our area here, the Runaka, um, which is a, a, a role as, uh, how can I best describe this, as the leader of our, our Māori community, our Kaitahu community within the Moiraki area. Um, the extent of our Takiwa or sphere of influence is from the Waitaki River in the north to the mountains, including Aoraki, Mount Cook, down to uh, uh, Tititea, which is um, uh, in the back of um, Lake Wanaka, Queenstown, and back down to the coast. So it's a large area that we're responsible for, and we share that responsibility with other Runaka as we get further inland. So that's my role. I am the, uh, you could say, the spiritual leader of the, uh, the hapu from uh, Moiraki. Of all the kura that are uh, present today, hands up how many have been to Moiraki and the boulders? Anybody from Duvashal been to the boulders at Moiraki? No, no, no. Oh, that's sad. Well, one day, oh, there's one. Chair. There's a couple there. Yep, that's great. Very, very special place uh, in Aotearoa, David's. Um, I said this yesterday that uh, me and my whānau had, had spent a little bit of time there on holiday, which is always always nice to be able to spend time on holiday in, in a place. And uh, yeah, I, I just think it's a fantastic area. Um, the boulders are obviously um, really significant, but just the coast, um, the people we met there, really, really lovely place. So, you know, in a very special part of the world. Well, um, also, a special welcome to our speaking school this morning, Duvo Shell, and I think I've said that correctly. Um, a long time since I took French at school. So, um, Duvo Shell, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, would you like to introduce yourself this morning? Uh, you'll have to probably come up a bit closer. Um, so we can hear you better. 
Morena, we are DPS D Devotional Primary School. We are on Banks Peninsula, which is east of Christchurch. We have a couple of questions we would like to ask you today. Here they are. Fantastic. Well, let's have your first question this morning, please. What does Pahatu mean related to What does Pahatu related to penguins mean? And are there any other names for Akara, which is east of Christchurch and on Banks Peninsula? Kia ora kōrua. Thank you for those questions. They're really important questions because you guys are right at the top of the harbour. So that's uh, really important for you as a kura to understand uh, the importance of uh, place names. I just want to share with everybody that uh, uh, who's on uh, today that place names usually uh, come from um, uh, events, something that may or may not have happened in your area. They may have, um, those names may have been placed on the landscape uh, to recognize ancestors, uh, any of their deeds, um, and particularly in some cases, um, outstanding landmarks that uh, may uh, stand out from um, your area. So just to answer the first two questions, and I spent uh, 12 years in Christchurch, before and follow, during and after the earthquakes. So I know quite a bit about um, Banks Peninsula because I worked for as a senior manager for the Department of Conservation. And Duva Shoal has a Department of Conservation um, a workshop and office right in your backyard, haven't you? Not far from the school. So um, I'll just explain those, the answers as I can best understand them to those questions. Pōhatu is um, a descriptive term for a rocky place or a place where there are lots and lots of stones. And for the children of Duvashal, they'll know that Pōhatu is the name of the marine reserve on the other side of Akaroa Harbour. Um, and that marine reserve was given that name because it's uh, very much a rocky inlet and a rocky harbour. So that's why it has that particular name. And I hope that you've all been able to see the penguins at Pohatu Marine Reserve. I'm sure you have. Um, so that's, uh, that's the meaning of Pohatu, is a place where there are lots of stones and rocks. The second answer to the question, are there any other names for Akaroa? There are. And interestingly enough, the, the English name for Akaroa Harbour is Long Harbour. And of course, as I explained a few moments ago, you guys are right up at the top uh, of the harbour. You couldn't get further up the valley. Um, Akaroa Harbour has different Māori names. And if somebody's got a pen or a pencil there, you'll be able to write these down. The names are Hakaroa with an H. So you can say Hakaroa instead of just Akaroa. Or you can say Whakaroa, which is a WH in front of Akaroa. So they are the different dialectical uh, uh, names for Long Harbour or Akaroa Harbour. Kapai? 
Got it, David. The man of great knowledge, David. We've got the right person here to answer your questions this morning. And it's fantastic you've spent so much time around the area, David. So um, obviously very helpful. Um, that's a great question to get us started. And um, yeah, interesting, isn't it, how there's often different names, different dialectal names, but then we somehow settle on one that becomes the most popular. Okay, so um, Buva Shell got a quad, a quad, a quad, a quad top bit. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word. Um, but um, we've got four students here to ask the next questions. My questions are why is Takamatoa called Takamatoa and why is Robinson's Bay called Robinson's Bay? My question why does Robinson's Bay have so many pokikos in it? <laughs> questions? <laughs> yes. Um, um, Thank you for the questions, guys. Um, your question, the first question was, um, uh, why is Robertson's Bay called Robertson's Bay? And I did a bit of a research on this one because uh, the Robertson's family are uh, actually related to me. So I've got to get this bit right. <laughs> so um, um, <clears throat> I've taken some notes. Um, <clears throat> Robinson's Bay is named uh, Robinson's Bay because of the European influence, for a start, of a particular family that um, married into uh, some of our Naitahu uh, families, and their name was Robinson. Um, we go back a step, though, to um, a couple of hundred years, actually, to a, an ancestor called Te Ake, that's T-E, and then Ake is A-K-E. And he was a pretty brave man. He walked uh, the le length and breadth of Hakaroa Harbour. And whilst he was doing that, uh, <clears throat> he decided to place his tokotoko or his walking stick in the ground and claim Hakaroa Harbour for himself. That's how you did it in the old days. You, you placed your stick in the ground, your ko, uh, your tokotoko, claimed the, the area that you look, were looking at, and that's what Te Ake did. Uh, and he called that place O Tokotoko, after his stick. So that's how easy it is, guys, at uh, Duvashal. You can go outside and place your stick in the ground and claim your playground out the front of the school. <clears throat> so Robertson's Bay has an interesting history. It has a number of names, and one of the names is Kaka Kaiol. So I'll, I'll say that, then you guys can write it down. Kaka Kaiol is K-A-K-A-K-A-I-A-U. Okay? K-A-K-A-K-A-I-A-U. Kaka Kaio, and uh, that's the name of Robinson's Bay. Okay, 
the next question was, and that's a really interesting one, is um, why are there so many pukeko at uh, Robinson's Bay? Well, I guess it's, a, it's an area, Robinson's Bay has a, a number of creeks running through it, and you guys at uh, Duva Shoal will know much better than I do that there are some wetlands up in Robinson's Bay that lead towards the harbour, and those wetlands will encourage pukeko uh, or swamp hens to come and, come and nest and live in that area. So that's why there's a lot of pukeko. I don't know if you guys know, but did you all know, and you've got to put your hand up if you know, that pukeko are actually Australian. They come from Australia. Okay, so we've given them a, a pretty special name, but uh, that's the reason why that you'll find a lot of pukeko around Robinson's Bay. Goodbye. Goodbye, David. Did, did we get to the takamatua? Uh, the takamatua thing is a little different, and I had to make sure that I had um, uh, a thorough understanding of what takamatua is all about as well. Um, takamatua is uh, the ancient name for the valley, not just not just the town. So, if you can imagine the valley uh, that. Uh, feeds the creek, the Takamatua Creek that comes down into the township and out to into the harbour. Takamatua is the whole area, not just the little place where there are a few houses. So uh, uh, Takamatua is the name of Longstream, um, which uh, feeds the harbour with fresh water. So that's the name of uh, why it has that name. Kapai? Now, before... Before uh, the signing of the treaty and before the English took a, a control of what was happening in Akaroa Harbour, um, a number of German families settled in Takamatua and they decided to call the bay German Bay. How's that, eh? German <laughs> Bay. So if you do a little bit of research, Duvashal, um, you'll be able to find that German Bay is back now with the proper name after the First World War, of course, and it is now called, again, Takamatua. Kapai? Oh, that's fantastic. So interesting. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. yeah. I knew that one without having to do much research. <laughs> Great stuff. All right, David, show. You've got some more questions for us. Let's have them. Wainui is on Banks Peninsula and it is a small village. One, I want to know more about Bosu, which is a big lump in the hill. <laughs> How did Wainui get its Māori name? Kia dear. Thank you very much for a really interesting question. Wainui is a beautiful, beautiful little settlement, as we all know. And Wainui refers to the big bay. So Wainui is, as you know, on the western side of Akaroa Harbour, um, not far from Duvashal, um, and very close to uh, Onawe Pa. So um, Wainui is um, uh, important because um, uh, I guess that was the place where the Kaitahu people settled after the 
uh, destruction of Ornawe Pa. So put your hand up if you've all been out to Ornawe Pa. I'm sure you have at Dubashal. It's a beautiful uh, part to visit, isn't it? And that pathway is beautiful to walk down through all the bush, seeing the pigeons and what have you. So once um, uh, our people were removed from uh, Ornawe Pa, they settled at Wainui. And Wainui uh, literally means big bay. Um, so, and if you really want to know something really important, uh, there's an island off Wainui and it's called Wainui Island. Is that correct? I think it is. And that Wainui Island has a special name, Ngamutu Erua. Ngamutu Erua. So um, uh, you can see from Wainui all the way down to Timutumu uh, Point, which is at the uh, mouth or the entrance to Akaroa Harbour. Now, somebody asked a, an interesting question about uh, Bosu, the name of the, uh, the hill or the mountain behind. It's a bit of a hump, isn't it? It's a big lump that sticks out. And uh, has, have any of you guys actually walked up Bosu or anywhere near it? Yep. Oh, yep. I thought you might have. Yep. That's something that everyone around that district seems to want to do. Uh, Bosu is a, a French name. Uh, it was given to the, uh, the hill uh, uh, by the French settlers, and it refers to um, the hunchback. It was a nickname they gave for that place. So, um, again, uh, that's the importance of Bosu, or the French name being uh, the hunchback. Kapai? Mm. Learn something every day. Thank you, Dear Michelle. And um, so we can have your next questions now, please. Harry's Bay, Dear Michelle. And then Pigeon Bay, it says time. Harry's Bay. Thank you, Pascal. Hello, this is the Russian Primary School. The Russian was in Banks Peninsula before Akarai. Barry's Bay next door. We are interested in one, why was Barry's Bay called Barry's Bay? Two, why was the Rochelle called Kaitana? Kia ora dear. Uh, remember at the start of our uh, hui today, I mentioned that um, we name uh, places after events or after important people. Um, uh, some of our ancestors, some of their deeds. Well, this time, Barry's Bay was named after a mere shepherd, a person that worked on a farm, and his name um, uh, was William Barry, and he was a shepherd that did uh, farm chores for a number of farmers around the Hakaroa Harbour. So that's where the name actually came from, uh, Barry's Bay, and its uh, Māori name, of course, is Kaituna or Kaituna, whichever choice you want to make. And Kaituna refers to the wider district, not just Barry's Bay itself. Kapai? Kapai. So were there lots of eels there, David? Must have been a lot of, um, of Kaimoana and uh, Kaiawa. Um, of course, our people moved around that area, particularly around Barry's Bay, um, 
sourcing uh, resources. And it wasn't just eels. There were a number of different resources they would gather over the year. Mm. Yep. All right, go for it, boys and girls. Okay. Pigeon, Pigeon Bay at Banks Peninsula, which is east, east from Christchurch. And our questions are, why is what... Oh, why is Wakaroa Maori name for Pigeon Bay? And does Pigeon Bay have any more Maori names besides Wakaroa? Um, interesting, really nice, interesting question. And um, why is Wakaroa the Maori name for Pigeon Bay? Um, there are a number of reasons why that is the case. Uh, Pigeon Bay is part of what we describe as now, ready, guys, to write all this down? <laughs> Te Pātaka o Rākai Hotu. Uh, so I'm going to read that out. The storehouse of Rākai Hotu, the ancestor. Tia is T-E, Pātaka, P-A-T-A-K-A. Next word is O or O. And the last one is Rākai Hotu, and he was the ancestor that created Horomaka itself. R-A-K-A. I H A U T U, Rakai Hotu. And he was a really, really, really important ancestor. So, um, Banks Peninsula itself and uh, Wakaroa at the headland is um, uh, Tipaka or Rakai Hotu, Pataka or Rakai Hotu. There were three different settlements on Pigeon Bay, uh, which is really interesting. Um, and they were different little pass sites. They weren't of any particular importance, except they were settlements where our people lived until the European settlers arrived. And I'm going to ask a really, really important question of you, uh, you guys from uh, Duvashal. How many, if you put your hand up, how many of you, you uh, as students of uh, Duvashal, um, are related to or descend from either the ship, uh, either the um, uh, Sinclair or the Hay families. Any of you? And up the there you go. There's one. Yeah. Okay. Now, are you a Hay dear or are you a, a Sinclair? Um, I'm a Hay. Good girl. Well, that young lady is the descendant of the first European families that arrived uh, at. Uh, uh, that place we now refer to as Wakaroa. So, dear, you are very special because your family were the first to arrive there, the first Europeans. Kia ora. Kia ora, right, Andrew. Oh, look, it's just brilliant. You know, it's um, we're so lucky to have David uh, sharing this this information and knowledge that he has of the area, and. It, and even though I don't know the area very well, I'm just I'm building up a picture of of history and stories that that are behind some of these well, all our places in Aotearoa, and it just makes you start to think. Okay, well if that's this information about Akaroa or Hakaroa or Whakaroa, um, what's what can I find out about my place? And um, and, you know, when you start to think about and learn about the history of the area, you just develop such a greater appreciation for it. 
um, just a quick story, a, story. a couple of, a couple of years ago. Um, a couple of years ago when um, we had the two year two commemorations. And I learned a bit about when um, Captain Cook first came into Te Pewhairangi, the Bay of Islands, and his initial interactions with, with local Māori who were living all around the Te Pewhairangi at the time. And, you know, I learned these stories that at my age, you know, I wish I'd actually learned earlier. So it's just wonderful that we're, we're asking these questions and, and digging in and finding out about the history of our, our, our country. And, um, and I hope that this is a springboard for many of you to, to explore further within your own rohe, your own areas, and, uh, and finding out about and appreciating the place that you're in and the histories behind it. Some of the histories aren't always nice, um, but they're important to learn about. Um, Michelle, have you got any more questions this morning? Have we have we covered them all? I've got one question of Duvershell. I've got a I've got a task, Andrew, for our uh, our Tamariki of Duvershell. Um, I'm going to tell you a little story, guys, and you're going to have to follow up. Ask Braden if you can follow up on this issue. Um, um, and this is related to uh, Oinako Pa. Now, I'll spell that O-I-N-A-K-O. O-I-N-A-K-O, Oinako Pa, was exactly where the old hotel was, the old Duvashal Hotel, up there just before you climb the hill, uh, before it was uh, demolished after the earthquakes. You guys will remember that, eh? Where they had the stables on one side of the road and the hotel on the other. Um, and uh, Oinokopa was, was situated right where the hotel was. You can do some research if you wish, and this goes for all of our kura, if you go onto the website Kahuru Manu. Okay, and I'm sure the Kaioko know that Kahuru Manu is available for you to use. Um, Charlene, Tracy, Joe, and Braden, you can, I guess, I'm sure you've gone onto those websites and had a look, but Kahuru Manu is really a Naitahu website that shows you through the linkages the names of our old place names, how they were gathered. Uh, and the importance to our people and our communities of those names. Kafai, thank um, you, Andrew. Got it, David. Yeah, I've just put that link in the chat. Um, it's also linked to from the uh, filtered website. Andrew, yes, just one, one quick question that wasn't on the list, but Liam wants Sorry. to say something here. Well, oh, Kafai. Really a compliment about the old pub, well, the hotel. Um, so now. So like now it's a pub and my me my am and my dad owned the um, the new building there. Mm. Oh, yeah. Wow! Now does your dad you and your dad still own the building there or did you own the old hotel? Well, we own the new hotel now. So so so. It used to be owned by someone called Goldfee, 
Well, his name was actually Peter, but now it's my me, my dad, and my mum. Oh, cool. That is wonderful. That is, that is history. Now, you can go home and tell mum and dad that the real name where the new hotel sits is Oinakle. That's O-I-N-A-K-O. -O. And it was an old pass site. Kapai? Kapai. And um, Michelle, have you got anything um, you'd like to finish with today? Thank you, David, for answering all our questions and all that stuff. And, and thank you for hosting this, Andrew. No, you're welcome. Got it, dear. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks very much, David Shell, for um, coming up with your questions this morning. And David, you've outdone yourself and gone gone beyond really with with your answers and information. I we really appreciate it. It's been fascinating to listen to the some of the history of this this area and where these names have come from. So. Um, yeah, thank you for your help for our web conferences over the last two days. To all our listening schools, um, great that you could join us and we hope you've um, learned a bit about Akaroa today and are keen to delve into some of the history behind place names in your place. Well, that brings our second web conference to, to an end and do go on to the Field Trip website, check out the videos, the Google Earth Tour, Look through the background readings. There's heaps of information on there about uh, Te of Whenua and naming the land. And, um, yeah, enjoy. And um, we'll see you on the next field trip. You can all unmute now and say a big goodbye. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Namahinui, kia koutou. Have a great day, everybody. That brings yep. our web conference to an end.